Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 4, Episode 5, titled Snatch Game. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one Romper Room co-host. First from the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... The level of unprofessionalism. <laughs> far too much. <laughs> to Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. Bonjour, lady. Bonjour. Um, by the way, we are. I was in a very good mood today. I decided to stream this live for people who showed up in the premium channel. Mm-hmm. So for those listening, this is why I'm going to do a plug here live. This is the kind of content you get on the reg in the expensive tier, in the exclusive tier. This shit happens all the time. So if you're if you. If you want, if you, well, the expensive tier is sold out, but the exclusive tier, if you want to sign up for that, you know, go over to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia and bump up your membership to the exclusive tier. And people that were here got a show before the show. Oh, they got like a, guys, I just want to get in and get out. Yes, yeah, that's exactly. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have to wait for five minutes to find the one clip that I need. Yeah. We you know what song I hated show. when I was in, in, in my 20s? Here, let me play this song. You know another oh. song that I hate in my 20s? Here, let me play that song. You want to hear another song I hate in my 20s? Here, let me play that song. Yeah, wait, hold on for a second. Taylor's not wrong, but I would play 20 seconds, and then he had me play the Cindy Lauper song. He goes, no, 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 you're going to get to the best part. Because, because he- you got to the part where she was starting to get, like, it was the bridge, and that's the best part of the song. Don't mock art. This week, the queens compete in chicken-themed games on the game show Beat the Cock before doing their best celebrity impersonations on the Snatch Game. In the end, Chad Michaels is named the winner of the challenge, while Kenya Michaels and Milan are placed in the bottom two. After the lip-sync, Milan is told, Shantae, you stay. While Kenya Michaels is asked to sashay away, Taylor the Latte Boy, why don't you tell us two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not? Um, This was... Yeah, this was the Snatch Game. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember some of the performances are memorable, and some of them are memorable. <laughs> um, I, I definitely, I mean, Chad as Cher, that's iconic at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I actually, I did not remember this mini game, the mini challenge. Mm-hmm. Neither did and I. normally the mini challenges i feel like they try to do stuff to make them look dumb whereas this just felt fun this felt mm-hmm. like let's give them a breath of fresh air we're gonna do like party games kind of thing um mm-hmm. there's always the ridiculous lowest common denominator jokes everything has to be around cocks and all that but yeah. i thought it was fun the thing mm-hmm. i did not like was th- some of the performances were horrible i forgot just how bad some of the performances were and the whole just where we're, we're 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 panicked on on the panel and we're we're just it's not good it's not good what about you um uh, well look this is where you and i differ i love a fucking train wreck uh, yes i'm aware yeah so to me this season four has a lot of train wreck moments 
And so for me, this is, I know, really weird to hear, my one of my favorite Snatch games. Kenny really? Kenny Michael, kind of, not in terms of it's a good, it's a good Snatch game, it's a horrible Snatch game, but Kenya Michaels just, I, I forgot about the farting, right? <laughs> so dumb. And like, essentially ignoring the questions and doing her bits where she falls off the chair. With her and, little tiny feet. That was yeah. funny, but it didn't make yeah. any sense. But And she's like, I'm a survivor, you know, right. and it's just, it, it's just doing like a drugged up, <laughs> cracked out Beyonce. <laughs> Like to me, and then, well, no, we're getting to the show. We'll talk about yeah, we're getting we're getting into but, it. Sure, we'll talk about that more at length. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I like this. Uh, to me, I like train wreck snatch games, and to me, this is is there a snatch game that's more train wreck than this one? What was the one with the two models that Rue apparently walked? Oh, off yeah, but I wonder if the final product was a train wreck. That one was one where that did ever since then. Now they have people who can. Yeah, that was a bad one too. Well, then um, you've also got like Aiden Zane's performance. I, yeah, that was, but the whole, but it was just, it was just she was a, a train wreck, but I don't know if the whole thing was a train wreck. This is yeah, the, that's true. The entire front row. What Except was the winner. <laughs> Who was the winner? Chad. Oh, yeah, Chad was in the front row. And also, you know, to give Dita Richard, she was fine, you know, but. Uh, Jiggly, Fifi, and Kenya were something else. Like, yeah. what was going on there? And um, it, it was it was pure insanity. It was pure insanity. Uh, the other thing I liked about the episode, I'm with you. I really liked this mini challenge. I like when they did mini challenges like this. I don't know why. It kind of reminds me of, and I was glad to see an article in the media that backed up the statement. On I know you don't watch The Great British Bake Off. But um, there's something charming about that show that it was that was charming about how quaint and not wanting to be a reality show it is, and it still is. But they've done something where now the challenges it's like they're doing like cake wars or something. Like, and I'm like, mm. I just want to see them bake a cake. I don't need to see them balancing shit, making like moving toys and stuff like that. I don't need that. You know, yeah. stop, stop. Just have them make the basics. Just do we I'll have them make a frangie pan every fucking night of the week. I don't give a shit. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh you're you're, you're, rem- you're moving further away from the thing that made it why we love it. Yes. Because you yes. think that we're bored. Yeah. The, we'll tell yeah. you when we're bored. We're fine. Right. I don't know what it is about that show because all the contestants look the same. It's always it's the same show, but I love it. I fucking just love that fucking show. It's cracked to me. <laughs> Thank you. And the thing I didn't like about this episode, um, oh, I got it. And we'll talk about this at length. Is again, you know, age. This show does not age well with this whole like coming for Milan. Milan was in the bottom because she didn't wear a dress. Essentially, yes. No, I, I, I got that. And my initial defense of her went away when they were deliberating. So when we get to the looks, I'm sure we will talk about that. But yes, that is something that I thought she was a groundbreaker 
with this. Mm-hmm. She was, she was, mm-hmm. she was a, she was a trendsetter. And yeah, that doesn't look good because then the next season, season five, they give Alaska grief about boy drag during the children's program. Yeah. Yeah. All right. After Madame Lequeer's elimination, the Queens can drag, the Queens congratulate Latrice Royale on her win. And Milan tells Kenya Michaels she expected to lip sync against her. Uh, next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. The girls will compete on Beat the Cock, facing off three at a time in poultry-themed mini-games. Fifi pins a chicken closest to Ru's face and lays her three eggs the fastest. <clears throat> ah, ugh. Ugh. I'm drinking this. I'm drinking this punch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're drinking the <laughs> yeah, punch. Yeah, you drink that punch. Yeah. My, yeah, oh God, you swallow it whole. Yeah. Oh, drink that punch. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I've been ready for about 30 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> I know, I know. But I've been staying quiet, so I'm like, I need to get a clean copy of what he's yes, doing. Yes, no, I know, and that's exactly what you're doing. At some point, you're going to play that. And yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Just do me a favor. Wait a mm-hmm. long time so that I completely forget about it. Like, season 14. Play that sometime during season 14. Look, Taylor, we're both of a certain age. Episode 7. <laughs> you're going <gonna, laughs> to be like... Um, okay, episode 5. What's the date today? Uh, today is the 15th. Thank you. All right. Uh, okay. After Ma- Madame McQueer's elimination, the Queens congratulate Latrice. Oh, we already did that. Um, I will go here. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom and announced this week's mini challenge. The girls will compete on Beat the Cock, facing off three at a time in poultry themed mini games. Fifi pins a chicken closest to Ru's face and lays her three eggs the fastest, winning Mimi the challenge and a phone call home. Taylor of the Latte Boy, everything after Madame Queer's elimination and the mini challenge and the this and the that. What did you just say, you Mimi? Say? What? <laughs> Fifi, you said instead of saying Fifi won the challenge, you said Mimi won the challenge. She did. She came back. Were oh, you did she? The episode? Um, no, I meant winning the mini challenge and a phone call home. I could have, oh. I could have misspoken, but I'm not going to okay. go back and look. Okay. All right. So your thoughts here on all things? Um, the two things that really kind of stood out was what year did this come out? 2011? 2012. 2012. So Sharon wearing the McCain Palin shirt, I'm oh, surprised I was yeah. allowed mm-hmm. just because it's what, well, one, I mean, it's really kind of the opposite of most of the people that watch the show. And I get that it's being worn ironically. Is it though? But. <laughs> 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 that thought went through my head too, but there was something about that that I just thought was like I I was surprised that they allowed that, but I feel like that's something logo was okay with the VH1 would never be. You know, my therapist told me this week he got surgery to get rid of his man boobs. Did he? Okay. Mm-hmm. So the other thing that I had a note for was the whole idea of the phone call home. Mm-hmm. That that's something that we don't really see that in 
we don't really see that in reality shows anymore. I mean, I know that they, they have their phones taken away from them and yeah. that's a part of it. But the idea of adding something like that, I'm almost surprised they don't do that to pad current season episodes. I think essentially it was, it's always kind of boring, them crying, but you would think that'd be good television. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. There are a lot of weird changes they made, but like, I could see, I don't know. I, uh, I go back and forth. Why did you get uncomfortable when I said that my therapist had surgery to get his? I didn't. Membrane? I wasn't uncomfortable. I was just in the middle of a thought. Oh, you were still. T- oh, okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's all. That was all I had to say. So, t- so tell me about your therapist having the surgery to have his man boobs. I didn't know that surgery existed. Did you notice? It had, do you know that? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, they do mastectomies on women, so they could mm-hmm. do the same thing, or they do breast reduction on women. Why couldn't they do a mm-hmm. breast reduction on a man? Yeah, I was, I was, he, you know, the way I dropped it out of nowhere, he dropped it out of nowhere. So you were talking about some childhood trauma and he said, you know, I had surgery to have my man boobs removed. I was, it's actually very strange. I was talking about, um, the phone call home that Chad had on the show. Oh, okay. (laughs) And out of nowhere, he said, you know, out of nowhere, he goes, I gotta tell you something. It's funny you should mention that. Yeah. I had surgery to remove my man boobs. And now my and nipples like, are tender. Yeah. It's super weird. Yeah. Um, you know, look, it's weird. I, I had really weird thoughts on this and, 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 and to go and I'll, and I'll touch on what you said too. I said earlier, I liked the mini challenge and I did like the mini challenge, but I found myself writing almost no notes for this entire segment. Um, yeah. there really wasn't much, there really wasn't much to write about on this episode <clears throat> apart from the snatch game. And so, like, the mini challenge, like, it was a fun mini challenge to watch. Maybe this is why we don't remember it, is because it's not necessarily the best thing to recap. Um, I thought they were kind of harsh on Madame LaQueer. Who did she say on the mirror that she, um, that those were, like, good people and, like, Willem didn't make the cut, right? Yeah, it was uh, Dita, Chad, and there were two other ones. I can't remember who the other two were. Yeah, but and for some reason those people made it. Fifi? Was like, wasn't Fifi, it? Like, I think it, it might have been like Fifi in Kenya. Yeah, I think you're right. Oh yeah, because Kenya was Puerto Rican and something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, but what, did the Willem and, and um Madame have tension? Because I remember now we don't know how it was cut and, I, and we can't we don't have access to un, to untucked anymore. But um, I remember Willem being almost like tough love with Madame. Am I wrong? No, and I remember that they did a they did one of the challenge things together. They did, did the last did the mini challenge one? where yeah. where they they worked together and seemed to be doing really well. And so. I feel like in the wrestling one, Willem was giving her some sort of tough love as well. Yeah, well, but maybe yeah. that's it. Maybe Madame Laqueer she doesn't seem to take direction well, as we learned from Ew! last week. So maybe <laughs> yeah. she didn't appreciate Willem giving her direction. Yeah, I agree. Um, but other than that, I don't really have a lot of notes. The phone call home to get to that is I would be very curious to hear why they don't really do that anymore. I wonder if it's because they are afraid, you know, essentially the leaks are so bad. The leaks weren't a big thing then, but the leaks are so bad now that the phone call home would then tell that person the person's still in the competition. That's just me making things up. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that is a possibility. Mm hmm. So. Well, at this point, I mean, they all go home at a certain point, right? They don't keep them 
normally they don't just keep them the whole time because world of wonder ain't paying for hotel rooms. So wouldn't the person know when they came home, like when all of a sudden they come home from work and, and you know, little Kenya Michaels is sitting, is sitting on top of a cookie pot. Why doesn't world of wonder just buy like a little apartment building buy the studio and then just know that's just going to be where the girls stay. Because that's genius. We just gave them a million dollar idea and we should get executive producer rights on like drag race, big brother, because then there could be another show of where they show them all living together. I'm not hosting that show. I don't like can afford you. Taylor's, <laughs> Taylor's expensive. After the mini challenge, RuPaul tells the girls they'll be competing in the snatch game. The queens will impersonate a celebrity of their choosing in a spoof of the classic game show match game. The queens choose the following characters. Sharon Needle's going to portray Michelle Visage. Fifi O'Hare will play Lady Gaga. Jiggly Caliente will play Snooki from Jersey Shore. Willem will play Jessica Simpson. Dita Ritz will portray Wendy Williams. Kenya Michaels will portray Beyonce. Chad Michaels is Cher. Milan is doing Diana Ross. And Latrice Royale is the Queen of Soul, Aretha Franklin. Um, the next day, back in the workroom, Fifi shows her sweet side and gives Chad Michaels her phone call home. The girls warn Sharon Needles not to be insulting as Michelle Visage. And Chad Michaels gives a lecture on the do's and don'ts of impersonating Cher. All right, a lot to cover here. Um... I guess yeah. we, why don't we wait to, to actually talk about the characters and the choices? Okay. Why don't we wait to the table visits? But here for the next day, uh, let's talk about Fifi giving Chad Michaels the phone call home. What, what were your thoughts on that? Can I bring up one fact before that, though? Something that happened before that that I've noticed over the last several episodes. Whenever Rue is announcing the challenge, if you watch Willem, Willem never acts like the other girls. Where they all do the, ooh, and they get excited. Willem always mm-hmm. is stone face in the back. <clears throat> well, I think Just Willem to- can't move his face. <laughs> Maybe that. Um, yeah. I thought Fifi giving Chad her phone call and saying, I was trying to mm-hmm. win it for you, I thought was a very sweet gesture. And this is really kind of the last, I think, of the sweet gestures that we see until, you know, after season four is over. Yeah. So it was it was it was a nice moment that I think between the two girls and and things like that are always appreciated when people are generous. (sighs) Or no, 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 I'm I'm, I'm posing a question to you. Okay. Aiden and I don't live close to each other. So we're mm-hmm. used to being apart. We know how to do that. Um, but you and Bobby Lou. Yes. If you were in the situation, would you be as emotional as Chad was? Well, and I wrote that I wrote that note of how long at this point. This is episode five. Mm-hmm. So what day do you think this is that they have been apart? Three week they, like Two, the way three they weeks? shoot things is about it's a probably about a little over two weeks, maybe two and a half weeks. Okay, so two and a half weeks. Some of that reaction would be, and it's the anniversary. Yeah, the anniversary thing. Yeah, that you're right too. When we have been the longest we have ever been apart mm-hmm. is I think ten days, mm-hmm. and we talked to every. This was when he was in. Um, 
when he Japan. was in Japan. And we talked via FaceTime, FaceTime or phone, usually at, uh, twice a day kind of thing. Like as each of us was going to bed because it's a 12 hour difference. And, but I remember like towards the end, like, I just want you home. So, but I got to see him every day. I got to see him through FaceTime. I mm-hmm. if I couldn't actually lay eyes on him. I don't know. When you, did you pick him up at the airport? Yes. That was the night that I got very sick though. Oh, that's right. Right. We, the, the, the Huffingtons and I picked him up at the airport and then he showed us all of his photos and then I, we came home and I got violently ill and had a gallbladder uh-huh. attack. And then yeah. that's what they told me. I had cancer in the emergency room. So the lesson is don't, don't go to Japan. Japan. Don't go to Japan. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was a really weird, that was during season 10 of our show. Yeah, because that was the, was that, that wasn't the first season that it was just you and me. No. Was it? It was season, no. it was season, remember that we, that we had that we played the, um, uh, we played some song. Was it, was that Kitty Girl song? Was that, no, that wasn't the Kitty Girl season, was it? When, um, yes, because I, because that, because my, my uh, lyric is cough, 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 diabetes. Yeah. And I'm always sick and we didn't know that I was getting sicker at that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, so that was season 10. Yeah. You got cancer and I had to get Evan Ayers on the show. <laughs> All right. So we both had a tumor we had to deal with. <laughs> yeah. There, there were two very sick livers. <laughs> I was just, oh, I was, I was trying to make a liver joke and I couldn't come up yeah. with one fast enough. That's why you're All the right. master. All right. Rue comes back to the workroom to check on the girl's progress. Fifi tells Rue she travels the country doing her Lady Gaga. Rue encourages Ken to do a Latin star to capitalize on her accent. Milan vows to go big with her Diana Ross. Meanwhile, Chad Michaels credits everything in her life to share. Okay, let's talk about choices here. Before we get into this, we're just talking before. No, we're not talking about the performance. We're just talking about the choice that they made. Taylor, give me your thoughts. I thought we saw kind of another first with uh, with Sharon kind of pushing the boundary of playing someone very meta because mm-hmm. we hadn't had anybody play RuPaul yet, had we? Um, in season three, I think someone did in season three. Someone in the chat in the chat room will tell. I was going to say somebody's going to write that up, but but I thought the idea of doing Michelle mm-hmm. was was genius and it and it did show somebody in the chat room just said she proves that sharon had nerve and she did and i thought that was awesome Mm -hmm. and again you watch some of the confessionals now at this point of like where fifi's like you know she's gonna bomb this is gonna be so horrible yeah (laughs) like oh that's not good um i think that chad's love of share i didn't get the whole jiggly like all she ever talks about is share well you know what share pays her mortgage doing mm-hmm. share impersonation does her mortgage so i would hope that she would be that invested in what happens with share mm-hmm. um what are you i have oh. a couple of other thoughts about some of the table reads but what are your thoughts about the two things that i just brought up about jiggly saying well maybe there's things we didn't see maybe there's moments we didn't see where chad just won't shut the fuck up about share mm-hmm. i'll give jiggly the benefit of that doubt uh the michelle Vassage thing i think it was a it's strange. I feel like it's a bold choice, but yet in retrospect, 
an easy choice. But you have to have the chops to pull it off, which Sharon did. Right. You know? And and what's funny is really nailing that impression when there hadn't been that many seasons of Michelle. There'd only been one season of Michelle before that. And oh, so that's right, nail, because uh, she joined was season on three. one and two. Yeah. Yeah. She joined season three, and she was already able to nail all those things about them talking about the old days. I wonder how she must have watched VH1 episodes. Remember, RuPaul had a show where Michelle was the co-host on VH1. She must have right. gotten a hold of that because I don't. We just did season three, and I don't remember there being that much of that on the show. No, it was clear that I mean, now we're starting to get into performances, but it's clear that she very much researched michelle because she had those things ready to go as far as that information was able to plug that in so so in that regard i thought it was thought it was good um the ruse table reads what i wrote was ruse table reads for fifi and kenya seems genuine i know Mm -hmm. now when rue walks over it's pretty much no matter what they say like if chad came and said on a season 14 if chad was this was her first season and she goes i'm gonna do share and she goes mm, you do share professionally do you really think that's a good idea like it would have been like no matter what they would have done she tries to say the opposite whereas mm-hmm. i felt like with fifi and kenya she was kind of this molly you in danger girl i don't mm-hmm. think this is a good idea and it's it seemed more genuine than how she does it now mm-hmm. <laughs> um yes but we see that progresses as she becomes more aware of herself of the show and the impact it has. Yeah. Uh, and what people talk about and whatnot. And uh, what's funny in a weird kind of way, she's very like, oh, you're going to do that? Okay. You know, like, yeah. Like me right now, when you're making those, no- oh, people don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I cut it out of the show, but Taylor was making crazy noises. And I was quiet on purpose. I'm like, oh, I'm going to use this later. Right. Yeah. Where I feel like RuPaul telegraphs it a lot more than she used to. Well, um, because she's more aware. The machine has gotten bigger. That is yeah. this drag race show whereas yeah. at this point it was this this little show on logo that was just starting to pick up i mean season four is really kind of where the rocket takes off so mm-hmm. it makes sense that at this point the she's rocket not to aware the that rocket to the moon yeah so um my last note on this area is i found it interesting and again this is something that she would do now on a season when milan said i'm gonna do diana ross it is well known that Diana Ross is Rue's like all time favorite diva. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she didn't say to her, "Well, you better do well," because that's I I love Diana Ross. She's my absolute all time favorite. Kind of shows mm-hmm. where Rue is. That's kind of is what we're talking about. Already. The transition yeah. of where Rue is now compared to where she is in later seasons. Um. Well, look. Here's the thing. Um. It, it goes. It circles back to what I was talking about, which is yeah. she was she was more willing to let them fall down. I don't know. You would think it'd be the opposite now, where she'd be more like, "Oh, bitch," but uh, but she's more. Well, you know what? I'll be honest with you. I feel it's changed. I feel we saw like a cycle because I feel now in the past season or two, she's been more like the the way she is now. Uh-huh. I think she sort of checked herself. I think because remember like. In, in, in the past, in season 13, which everyone should know later who's listening, that's what we, the, the most recent season Taylor and I covered. On the table visits, remember, we were complimenting Rue that she was much more um, congenial. Right. 
Um, you know, okay, you, yeah. know, you know, you know what the difference is though from then now from season four to season 13 is still in season four. RuPaul was, yes, this big star that started RuPaul's Drag Race and Drag Queen, but she wasn't like the goddess that they, the way they see her now. Does that make sense? Because yes. we're still in that stage and I've talked about it where nearly all these queens, no, all of these queens, every single one of these queens on this season was doing drag long before RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Yes. RuPaul's Drag Race is a, a showcase for this. Now most of the queens were raised on Drag Race and became yes. drag queens because of it. So it's a different... And so they're they're actually now like Chad was with Cher, where they're like, I owe Ru... So the same reverence Chad has for Cher, they have for RuPaul because they owe RuPaul everything. And there is that reverence when they talk to her. Which, good point. Very good point. Thank you. I'm going to smoke my cigarette and play Shadow Boxer. Um, <laughs> why don't we do this? Why don't we take a break? And when we come back, we are going to talk about... Uh, we're going to go right into the Elimination Day. All right? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What? What I do for an extra hour in the day, I'll tell you, I want to write more. In a, in a, in a previous life, I uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz, you know, wrote things. And then it seems now that I podcast, which is an, a, a great creative outlet, by the way, I just write less. And well, I do write a lot. I just, I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less. I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever is coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing. And that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full-time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy, and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, it's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. Yeah! All right, it's time to play the Snatch Game. Sharon's Michelle makes Rue laugh while the front row of the panel devolves into hysterics. Kenya Michaels fake sleeps and falls out of her chair. Lady Gaga and Diana Ross get into a screaming match about who's the boss. Nookie wants smush smush and Beyonce farts. Taylor the Latte Boy. Now let's talk about the Snatch Game. Let's, let's get into it. Is this the first appearance of Ross on Drag Race? I believe it is. Okay. He was he was very cute, I thought, I and looked say, like a baby, yeah. Yeah. and looked like the first guy that ever topped me. 
<gasps> wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I have a lot of questions going on here, right? First Ross of Matthews all, did not take my cherry. No, no, but my question to you is this. Is Ross Matthews your type? Uh, Ross Matthews could be my type, yeah. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> He's a little more and- feminine than I'm used to. Shut up, whatever mean thing you're going to say about my husband. But he, he, I think, I think he's very cute. There's something very cute and very, very charming about him. And I like charming. Did you know that as much as I think, I don't know if I've ever told you this, as much as I think, um, Baba 2, Babalu's brother, is super hmm. hot, Aiden thinks Babalu is hot. Yes, you've told me that. You've told me that before. So are we? So do, are we going to do a wife swap? No, no, we don't want to. No, you'd do a be wife left swap. out. We're going to be cut. Yeah, that, that'd be the two. be the two of. be the two of us at the buffet. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we're going to Golden Corral. We'll be back in about an hour. You kids have fun. No, I'm with Gabriel. No, but I'm talking about Aiden and Babalu. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they can play. Yeah. They can play Switch and then fuck. Yeah, oh, anyway, hey, you know, that sounds yeah. like a good day for Babalu. Yeah. So anyway. um... You're gonna tell me about the first guy that topped you. Yeah, no, his name his name was is Kevin, and he and I were friends. I just told this story, I think, on a Just Between Us Girls from like April that I was listening to. I don't even know how we got to. Oh, we were. T- I was talking about the share song, um, because that was uh, doesn't matter. Go back and listen to season thirteen. I talk about this a little bit here, and we went to a party. And we were definitely kind of like friends. We were really good friends. And then he broke up with somebody. And then we were friends with benefits. And then. Wait, hold on for a second. His name was Kevin? His name was Kevin. Okay. Okay. And he, um, I just saw the gif from Home Alone that somebody put in the, uh, chat room. And he, we were we were laying in bed and we were making out and stuff and then things got a little hot and heavy and I said, do you want to top me? And he was just like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, because he knew that I had never done that before and he was like, okay, we can do that and we did it. While for some reason it was when I was roommates with Rodan, and for some reason, Rodan was not sleeping in his room. Rodan was sleeping on the futon in the living room. Yeah, go ahead. And I just remember it being a very odd sensation, but it felt really good. Somebody wrote me today. As someone who hasn't uh-huh. talked to me in a while. Uh-huh. And I was messaging him about that. And I said, he goes, I just, I want to talk to you. I just can't out of shame. Okay? hmm And I said, never, ever, and this is true for you too, Taylor, never have shame with me. Okay? Oh, I clearly I, don't have shame with you. Yeah. And I told my the friend, I told the friend, I said, listen, never feel any shame when talking to me. I go, when I was in college... I had a huge crush on my roommate, who was straight. Mm-hmm. And one day after he went to class, I went and I jacked off with one of his used condoms. Mm-hmm. 
So don't ever have shame around me. We've told both of these stories on previous episodes, recent previous episodes. Oh, really? So we have officially run out of stories at this point. Well, that's why I said we can use those. So everyone should know I've cut out the show, but there's a joke. Taylor, like, oh, you have to wait a long time. I'll, no, three episodes. <laughs> we can do the joke. It's so funny that we're talking about that because I literally just listened to that. I think it was it was uh, the uh, Henny. I shrunk the drag queens. I feel like that uh, that episode. I actually talk this tell the story. So that was less than six months ago. Oh my god, season thirteen was less than six months ago. Do you know why I played that song? I want to see if you get it. Well, because there's Kevin from The Wonder Years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know I why wish, I was I wish Fred, Fred Savage. I wish Fred Savage now would top me. I would be okay. Oh, are with you that. a big? Are you? Are you really into Fred Savage right now? He. I'm not really into him, but he's really cute, and he is kind of actually. Well, I always thought he was cute. And he's done things recently where he doesn't have a shirt on and he's kind of like a little cubby guy and Mm -hmm. that it's, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Again, adult Fred Savage. Yeah. Wouldn't no one said anything differently. We all know Taylor was jerking off to the princess bride. Anyway. um... (laughs) I had to think about that for a second. He is in that, isn't he? Yeah. He's the little boy. Uh, okay, let's talk about the Snatch Game. Okay? okay. Um, are you turning to Laurie? Am I going to have to give you the same speech I give a look at? Lord Taylor's looking at the, the chat room. But at least no, you I'm... can say present. Laurie will, Lori will be like, I can see her looking at it. And I'll be like, yeah, so anyway, share it. No, no, Travi. No, no, I'm not responding was... to anything. I'm I know, just looking I know. up. I know you can't look at the chat room because you get distracted. I do get very distracted. So I am I am looking at the chat room for both of us. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Snatch Game. Let's talk about the – so so for the most part, yes, uh, Sharon was very, very funny, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, th- I thought and- that it was very well-researched. Mm-hmm. And it was where she clearly knew, and she at the very least she had enough things in her pocket to where she could throw things out and make Rue laugh. Yes, I feel like yes. that was a very genuine. That was still a genuine laugh when she brought up mm-hmm. the whole you and me on the subway going to J Street or whatever it was, and where that was clearly something that had been talked about someplace that Rue appreciated the research that was done, especially because mm-hmm. she was talking about RuPaul. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, I mean, she was a caricature, which is really what they all should be, mm-hmm. um, of <laughs> of Michelle with, like, the horrible cackle and just, like, the big severe makeup and everything. It was it was great. Well, yeah, but also she is doing the thing where she's probably – I wonder if there's anybody season three or two who are like, oh, the goal is to make RuPaul laugh. And that's what Sharon did that was smart. She went for making Rue Paul laugh. Right. You know, which is all these, uh, they're still, they're still in the stage of like, and Fifi's a good example, and Kenya. I just have to look fierce and look like them. Right. Right. Like they, that's, they're not that's totally my, getting it. Yeah. That, that is my note for Fifi, which, why don't we just mm-hmm. talk about Fifi? Or did you want to go down? Yeah, go line? ahead. No, I don't okay, want to go down the line. I just want you to share your thoughts. Fifi talked about at the table read that she goes, 
when Rue says, well, what kind of personality? And she goes, I do, I do Lady Gaga all the time. Well, she doesn't mm-hmm. perform as Lady Gaga. She gives the illusion of Lady Gaga and she probably mm-hmm. lip syncs her songs. Yeah. And that is the fatal mistake that Fifi did here is that mm-hmm. I think she thought she could just put whatever she wanted into that. Mm-hmm. And realized very quickly that all she has is the paw thing and occasionally saying monsters. Yeah. It, it, there was, there is nothing. And we, and we've, we've seen that that's the Beyonce curse. There is nothing funny about Beyonce, but some of these girls over the course of the seasons want to dress like Beyonce and they think that's going to be enough to get them through. The problem with Beyonce is you could make Beyonce funny. But the only way you could make Beyonce funny would not be smart because those fucking Beyonce fans will fucking come for you, mama, if you say any bad shit. You know, on a show, I just said, I think Beyonce's okay. And it wasn't everybody, but there were like three or four uh, Discord people who were like, don't come from my bay, you know? Do not yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, man. Like, you can't even say that you think Beyonce's fine, you know? Yeah. That's, that's the truth. I mean, there are Beyonce songs in my uh, p- workout playlist, so obviously I never listen to them. But um, <laughs> they're, they're there, you know. Yeah. And um, I there's a lot of Beyonce songs that I like and whatnot. I just don't think she is the genius a lot of people think she is. So um, the point marketing is, she is, and actually, actually, I don't even know that it's marketing she is. I think marketing her family is. Yeah, 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 sure. You know, or like yeah. what, you know, whenever you're as big as Beyonce is the record company, you be, I mean, there's an industry built around that, you know? Right. And I think what, I think where Beyonce is smart and let's take her as opposed to like a Justin Bieber or somebody else is where she plays it smart is you don't really know Beyonce. And I think that's a yeah. really smart thing to do. So it allows people to project onto her. Mm-hmm. Whereas Justin Bieber is too much of an independent and he's just like, fuck, I'm just going to be me, you know, or even this Billie Eilish, you know? Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> where I think Beyonce is smart. It's like, I'll just be a, uh, like a cipher. And that allows you to just be a, a, a total creation of the record company and you can project whatever you want on me. And I think that's really, really smart. I think that's super smart. Yeah. From but it's not funny. <laughs> no, it's not funny. It's not at all. Um, any other standouts for you that you wanted to talk about? Whether um, it's good I, or thought, bad? I thought that, uh, I didn't get why Milan looks cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> I've and- never known Diana Ross to look cross-eyed in anything she's ever done. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Willem was great. Yeah. I, I think there, there could have been th- the top three were the correct top three that it should have mm-hmm. been Sharon, Willem, and Chad. And mm-hmm. there was enough there that. Mm-hmm. I thought Willem did a really good job. The the bot I totally forgot Dita did Wendy Williams. Mm-hmm. I did not remember who she performed at at all. Mm-hmm. But that whole bottom that and we we see shades of Latrice as Aretha Franklin and turning into Latrice and giving up and her the All Stars five that she was in mm-hmm. where she got flustered mm-hmm. and then just kind of returned to we we this is like you know the first time that really happens mm-hmm. you know again somebody else who's not funny Aretha Franklin but as you were saying they thought they could just perform as the person and not have to come up with jokes yes and but she's also, an example of that well that's where Latrice the big the biggest mistake Latrice made was going on All Stars. 
at that time were not being prepared because what what she exposed was, you know, up until that moment, we all thought Latrice legitimately was really horrified by the behavior. And I think because then she she pulled the same shit again on All Stars Five mm-hmm. about the level of unprofessionalism being far too much. And you're like, well, no, you just weren't prepared. Yeah, you know. So, um, who did she, who was she in All Stars Five? I can't remember. Uh, shit. somebody somebody will write it real fast in the chat room. She wasn't Oprah. No, she was. I can't remember who she did. I yeah. can't remember who she did either. It'd be funny if she did. If we frankly. sit here long enough, someone will type in. Well, we'll wait till we come tr- back. I love Kenya Michaels Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> It is, to me, one of my favorite Snatch Game performances. Mm-hmm. Hands down. One of my favorites. Um, you know, obviously Chad Michaels' share is iconic. But let's talk about um, Jiggly as Snooky. What were your thoughts on that? She said something that was I, really weird. Smash or something? Where she kept saying smash, smash. I, yeah, that must be a Snooky thing. Because she said it to uh, to Ross, too, when she was introduced to him. Right. And then she was where she was just bouncing up and down. Um, That that was just, it was just so sloppy. Everything about it was just gross. Well, what's funny is she started out unremarkable, right? And then she says in the confessional, I thought that was really telling. She goes, I saw Kenya was doing all this stuff. And I was like, oh, am I missing out? And I think that was the problem was for some reason, Fifi and, and Jiggly were under the impression that Kenya was just crushing it. And they're like, well, we need to go to, we need to rise to her. A Jiggly literally says in a confessional, I was like, oh, I need to, I need to up my game because of what Kenya's doing. I'm like, how are you looking at this and thinking this is good? Yeah, no, it was not, it was not good. It was, but I think that you don't really know what to, what you are all supposed to do at this point for that season and mm-hmm. she had like the hand movements down and then i think they just saw somebody who was like big doing big wide movements and thought oh shit we need to do that too because mm-hmm. we're we're fa- moving further and further into the background yeah uh all right well any other thoughts on the snatch game taylor uh i have a feeling that i wrote down uh chad saying scabies crabs and fleas i have a feeling that she probably sang it like to gypsies tramps and thieves oh. and then they told her she couldn't she couldn't actually uh do that due to copyright. i never thought of that good good uh good good point out there taylor yeah anything else uh no i think that's pretty much it All right, i have to pee like a mofo i'll be right back okay Like not like not even not even care if it was good for you, but it is good for you. But so long it's good for him. And he just would he would just jackhammer you. Tom Colicchio would jackhammer you. So fucking It's hot. elimination day. Latrice Royale is embarrassed by what happened in Snatch Game and lectures the Queens on their behavior. Chad Michaels gets to call his partner Adam, and Fifi and Kenya are not confident in their performances. Taylor, uh, any thoughts on this Elimination Day? I didn't necessarily have really any thoughts about the Elimination yeah. Day stuff. It was really kind of more about the phone call, and it was nice to see Chad and his and his partner, 
you know, get to have a moment with each other. And it's something yeah. that we just, we only really see that in Untucked when the video has been, you know, vetted by the producers because they don't know what they're going to say on, on the, on the, the phone call. So they do it all by video now. When Babalu was in Japan, how many times did you guys uh, have cyber sex or, you know, FaceTime sex? We did not. We did never, we never had cyber sex or sexting or anything like that. I, that is not something that we do. Though I did send him a dick pic like two weeks ago. <gasps> well, you were at work? No. No, he was he was in the office doing something, and I was laying on the bed, and oh, it was kind of as a come here kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, yeah, amazing. Oh wow. And then I asked All if right. I could call him Kevin. Long ass song. Did you have a thing for the brother on Wonder Year on the Wonder Years? Jason Hervey? Name of the actor. I don't know what the brother's name was on the show. Uh Wayne? Was it his brother's yeah, name? Wayne. Wayne? Yeah, Wayne. You're yeah. Right. He was kind of cute. He was definitely well, he was also closer to my age that so there would have been that. There was there all of those kids of that age when I was that age, there were a bunch of them that were cute. The one that I always thought was really cute that never you never saw him on anything else ever again was the older brother on Mr. Belvedere. Oh, Rob, Rob Stone. Rob Stone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, I always thought he was really cute. And I remember yeah. there was something, there was like one episode where he was like posing for like a calendar for the high school, like for like, as a, and he was, didn't have a shirt on. And that was like a swing, like, you know, little 11 year old me just like looking at Rob Stone's nipples. Taylor, it is time for the looks. Uh, this week, the category is dressed to impress. Yes, uh, it is. There, were there any? Were there any big? Uh, oh no, we do the thing where where uh, we ag- we agree and disagree, right? Yep. Okay, so what, who's the first one down the line? Okay, so according to RuPaulDragFace.Fandom.com, the first one is Chad Michaels. And Chad okay. is wearing a jumpsuit with cutouts in it that is giraffe print with a hood and a yellow uh, wig, straight wig with bangs in the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this because it is yet another look from Chad. We haven't seen the same look twice. Um, mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of the Shania Twain that don't impress me much video. Um, okay. But I like this and I would give it a thumbs up. All right, very good. Okay. Next up is Dita Ritz, who comes out in a, it looks like a, a tank top that is uh, sequined and a dress that looks like it is made out of, I think it was made out of stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, she shows up her best asset, which is always her legs. I do love Dita's legs. I did not like this look. I thought that the look was... It didn't meet the criteria for the category. 
All right. Next. Okay. Next, we had Jiggly Caliente. Jiggly came out in a long, flowy, light blue iridescent dress. They were making jokes about it being prom season. Mm-hmm. I think this is the prettiest that Jiggly has looked all season. I think she looks like she looks like she felt beautiful in this. And as far as I'm concerned, it was a great look from Jiggly. But I'm going to qualify this. This is a good look for Jiggly. Okay. So Kenya came out in a Puerto Rican boxing outfit, a drag outfit. Red, white, and blue were actually more red, silver, and blue. Um, Mm -hmm. And almost kind of looked like a superhero, but she had on the boxing robe and she had on the gloves. A A great look from Kenya. I thought that it didn't necessarily meet the criteria for the uh, category but it is it is memorable it tells a story and she looks beautiful okay wow. there we go this is two this is, i oh, I, I know you're so breaking good. a streak all right so next is latrice royale in a royal blue floor length gown that is rouged to rouge to the nine she has her hair in an updo and again big big jewels around the neck a huge piece as a ring finger on a ring. She looks gorgeous. This is a beautiful, beautiful look from Latrice. All right. Very good. Hold on. There we go. Couldn't All find right. It. You've been getting so many wrong, I couldn't find it. Okay. I got two wrong. Calm down. So the next is Milan, who came out in a Janelle Monet inspired outfit. Mm-hmm. I appreciate what she was doing. I mm-hmm. like the fact that she was clearly inspired and wanted to celebrate Janelle Monet, who was very early in her career at this point. And I didn't like when they were, when they were going down the runway of them giving her grief about saying boy drag and stuff like that. If you look at it from the neck up, she's clearly not a boy. However, when they were deliberating, they said if it had been a woman's cut tuxedo, we would have been better with it. And with that, I have to agree with them. So do I, I'm going to say I like this look, but I also agree with the judges. I like this look because it is clearly Janelle Monet, and, and I, I can really appreciate that. That, so was, that was a both very unusual. Yeah, it was a very unusual both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next is Fifi O'Hara, who comes out looking like a big old mess. Um, she comes out in a, in a, like a bodysuit, but it's the bottom is like granny panties and she has these big, weird, foamy trash bag looking horn shoulder things and the makeup is kind of a mess. So this is not a good look from TV. All right. Very good. Okay. Next, Sharon comes out in a plastic surgery inspired, um, get up with uh with the makeup and she has bandages around her face she is wearing an outfit that kind of is bandage-esque with some of the coloring that she has with it um with uh black boots and long black gloves and then she gives herself a injection in the lip uh when she's on the runway again another great story another great character from sharon it is something that i would consider to be on the lower end of iconic but still iconic so therefore i like this look all right, very good. Oh. Okay. And last is Willem, and Willem comes out in a lace cat suit with thigh-high boots and a sort of a leatherman's hat and uh shoulder pads that are spiked and chained. And I go in for like a dominatrix thing. 
there's parts of this that I really like and there's parts of this that I think are just horrible and I'm not sure where I fall with it. It's a very... Uh, I'm going to say that as far as Willem looks go, we have seen Willem look much more beautiful even later in the season. But this is, I'm going to say this is not a great look from Willem. So is it a toot or a boot? It would be a boot. Okay. And those are the looks. Those are... The looks. All right. On the main stage, Chad Michaels is named the winner of the challenge after being told she's not being genuine. Willem breaks down on the runway by not having friends in real life and struggling to see girls go home, specifically because she's going to win. <laughs> because she's going to win. <laughs> Kenya Michaels and Milan are placed in the bottom two, forcing them to lip sync for their lives. The song Vogue by Madonna. For the second week in a row, Milan is told Shantae you stay while Kenya Michaels is asked to sashay away. Taylor the Latte Boy, any final thoughts on the episode? Let's talk about that. Lip sync. Are there any notes that you have that you did not get out for whatever reason? Give it to us. Give it to us straight right now. Okay. So I have three thoughts. Sure. First is it was they were okay with Sharon didn't think traditional with her character. But then when Milan comes out as Janelle Monet, they give her grief about it. Because that it was mm-hmm. not a traditional drag look, but they refer to her as drag king in that. Mm-hmm. So we definitely see the uh, the goopery in later seasons that it is they are telegraphing things. But this also might have been mm-hmm. the beginning of that for this season. Um, yeah. The weird Willem moment yeah. of where Willem was clearly not really crying. Yeah. And then had this weird comment of it's just I've never had friends and it's going to be really sad when they all go home so I can win. Yeah. And I'm like, an actor on TV. Yeah. So I performed with you on Boston Public, a show no one has thought about in 15 yeah. years. It just, it was just an, I, I know that we eventually kind of see the downfall of Willem in future episodes. And mm-hmm. it, this kind of felt like the beginning of that. Okay. So, and then the last was, I totally forgot that Kenya went home. I thought Milan was going home this episode. So when when they said Kenya, yeah, I was like, <gasps> like I was genuinely surprised. Oh wow, yeah, Destiny is well, Beyonce. Your performance of Beyonce. I mean, that's one of her legendary go. You know, like uh, it's not your Destiny child. Yeah, she said. What about okay. you? Do you have any final thoughts? No, you know, as as far as episodes go, apart from the actual snatch game, like I was actually very surprised by how few notes I had. I, mean, I literally had my pa- my pad of paper and my pen in my hand. And I was just very surprised by how little ink was on the page. Yeah. And I was looking for notes. Yeah. Well, and when I was watch, I thought, well, this is the week that Milan goes home. Mm-hmm. And when I was watching the lip sync, I was just thinking, how is she going to send her home when she's actually voguing? You know, when she says, she goes, I'm doing this as sort of a love letter to the Vogue ballroom scene. And like, whereas Kenny is just kind of, you know, prancing up and down the runway so I was pleasantly surprised, but you know, again, one of these songs that I back when you know the song is the song is one of my all time favorite songs. Though, so oh, it's, it it's is a great lip sync. Yeah, I will say that I have a lot of questions because I, I don't know if I said this earlier. I think there's a lot more that went on in the snatch game than what we saw 
because there are moments you can hear in the background when they're talking and other people are talking and it, I think something else happened. And I don't know what it is. And Latrice seemed from what we saw in the edit way too upset. You can tell like Latrice had been crying when she's scolding the girls. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, so I'd be very curious to know what are we missing from that, from that snatch game? There's stuff that was cut out and I don't know what it was. Well, and so you even would... see at one point when Rue says to her during Snatch Game, do you want to answer the question? And she was like, yeah, whatever. Like where she just was clearly tuned out. Yeah. Well, because I think she got in her head about something. I don't know what it was. And I think, yeah, she's probably beating herself up. Who knows? I, I, I you know, we, I wish there was somebody I knew that could answer this question. But I don't. But, you know, uh, Taylor. Yes. Uh, I also wanted to talk about that weird Willa moment. Do you think that was on purpose? Like, I mean, it was not clear on purpose, but was it a joke? Was she being funny? What was the point of that? I think that she was trying. From what I remember on Race Chaser, she said that was a genuine moment. Mm-hmm. But... If it was, that might have been why the weird joke at the end fell flat. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like she was trying to do a joke. It was sort of this weird. It was just. It was just weird. It was uncomfortable to watch. You know, I'm going to tell you something. You may have changed my mind because I know personally when I'm either very very angry or very very sad, like I'm crying, or like if I'm very emotional or I'm very very angry. I get super funny. Uh-huh. Uh, the the crying, the angry one, I'll be just say things in anger that are really funny, but I'm not feeling funny. And then the sad one, the crying one, I'll say something because I feel uncomfortable crying and I feel vulnerable. So I'll make a joke to cut the tension. And do you think perhaps that was something she was going for? Maybe. Maybe that's what she was doing. I don't know if it was genuine, but it just seemed, it, it just seemed, false, it was fake. convenient when they had mentioned before mm-hmm. you know we're not seeing any emotion from you and then mm-hmm. magically when they tell her that she's safe she does this weird academy award-winning performance but that's the thing with willem like it's one of the reasons you would think i would love to hear their thoughts on old seasons especially season four but with willem he is such a troll that I never know when he's being serious or not. I don't know whether he's lying or being funny because he has that flat sound to his voice all the time. Right. So you can't tell what's real and what's fake or a joke. And so I just, I just choose to believe nothing. Not and I don't. And again, I'm not saying that he's lying. Maybe he is lying sometimes. I just feel I can't tell is he taking the piss or is he being real. So I choose to always think he's taking the piss. Yeah. So, but it was an uncomfortable moment to watch. Yeah. Um, in terms of the lip sync, I thought uh, Milan did a fantastic job in that lip sync and, and yeah. doing some real voguing, and it was very entertaining to watch. Uh, all right, any other thoughts, Taylor? Did, did you miss anything? Did I miss anything? Was anything no. you missed? I think I think we've captured just about everything about this episode. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next weekend every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each and every episode of. RuPaul's Drag Race Season 4. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week.